Welcome to the Ultimate Career Coach Podcast. Our hosts are Carrie Goldenberg and Israel Leichtman, where each week we offer coaching tips to move you forward on your path to employment. Carrie, what is it that you do? Well, I like to help people and guide them to their next jobs. That pretty much sums up my role. I like to prepare them for their next job because that can be the hardest part. You know, some people have trouble going from the job they lost to the job they find. Along the way, they need some coaching. And that's where I come in. I'm a teacher, a counselor, a guide, and I've performed. So here we are. Our co-host Israel has a fascinating role. Tell us about it. I'm a startup consultant. I help aspiring entrepreneurs focus their vision, strength, and mission to build a business that they're proud of. In the last podcast, we spoke about overcoming the grief of losing an old job and preparing for the next job. We discussed the importance of creating a plan and how to be careful when applying for jobs. We also touched on how networking can help you overcome the grief of job loss. So Carrie, what are we talking about today? I wanted to talk to us about our skills and what are needed. And I think that that's gonna help people figure out which job to seek, maybe the job that they want. And again, let's just help them identify their skills. Wow, it sounds like identifying skills is really important. Sure. It does help narrow down rather than figure out, ah, I'm going to look for anything. And again, you know, some people want to find the job that they used to have and uh, 90% of them don't get that. So that's why helping people identify their skills helps prepare them for the job that they're going to get. Amazing. How would a person go about creating this list of skills? Well, I think uh, there's a couple of ways. They could they could ask somebody who knows them. They could do a little bit of research on finding something that will help identify their skills. That's called an interest inventory. And then, you know, another thing they can do is look at themselves and think about something that they've done in the past and identify skills based on maybe success that they've had. Mm. Okay. So... If they were going to ask somebody, what kind of people should they ask? And what should they ask? Well, I would ask a coworker, you know, somebody that used to work with them who gave them a lot of help or they had a good time with or was part of a team that had success. You could ask your family. You could ask your friends. You could ask people that know you because that's the most important part. Whoever knows you professionally must know about you and what you're good at. So that's one good source, asking somebody else. And what exactly would you ask them? Hey, Israel, tell me what I'm good at. Or what do you think my strongest skills are? Because they're going to see you objectively. And that's what's going to help you, knowing that they're looking at you. They want to help you get a job. So if you're saying to them, hey, I'm looking for a new job and uh, I need to kind of identify my skills, 
I have a good idea of some of the skills I like or I think I'm good at. Tell me, what do you think I'm good at? Okay. So you're saying that make a list of, of who might, would know you and what you're capable of doing and ask them to be honest with you and to give you a list of skills that you would be good at. Right. Now, you might want to start on your own, you know, make a list of five or 10 skills that you think you have. And then if they give you a couple, you can compare. You can say, hey, I didn't think about that one. Or yeah, they wrote the same one or they gave me the same one that I had. So again, we're all full of skills. Just because you have a skill, though, don't with it. But if you start narrowing it down, that's a good way to get closer towards a skill that you're looking for that will help you get closer to the job that you're looking for. Okay, so that's one way of, of coming up with a list is by asking people. You mentioned that there are something called career assessments or skills inventories mm -hmm. or interest. I, I didn't quite get that. What was the... So there's a couple of online. They used to be, you know, you used to have to pay for them, but now they're free. So if you go on a search engine and you type in interest inventory or skills assessment, because if you want to narrow down your skills, there's a couple of really good ones. One of them is, it's called ONET or OneNet. It's kind of an interesting one because it allows you to put in some of the interests that you have and the skills come out of that. So that's one of them. There's another one called Strong Campbell Interest Inventory. Now, this one has been around for a long time, and it's one of the better ones. You can look for it up online, too. And then there's another one, Career One Stop. So each of these, you might want to just choose one and see what happens. You could use all three because, again, building your list of skills, seeing where there's some commonality, this is what's going to help you narrow it down to your top skills. And I think that's what's more important here is that Again, you're getting an outside, you're getting an inside, and then here you're getting a professional. So figuring out the skills that you have to use them towards getting the job that you want. How many skills are we looking for, would you, get, would you say? You know what? It's up to you. I think you can get a list of five. You can get a list of 10. You know, we've all got lots of skills. Professionally, you want to start with maybe three or four, because again, if you got too many, it's going to be distracting, you know. But again, if you can narrow it down, it might help you and focus you towards getting a job that you really, really want. And that's what's the most important thing right now. If you're looking for a job, you don't want to take a job, you want to get a job. And the closer it is to what you want to do, you know, think about this, Israel, get up go to work, and you can't wait to get there because it's such a job that you really, really match with because of your skills. And that's what this opportunity is, right between the job you lost and the job you're going to get. Does that make sense? Uh, are we looking for soft skills or hard skills or technical skills? That's a great question, man. That's a great question. The best skills are your soft skills because that's what's going to separate you from other people. You know, when you're interviewing, they want to know, can you fit in with us? Can we work with you? Anybody can be taught which buttons to push or how to use a program. 
But the way that you work with other people, can you solve problems? Can you think critically? You know, that's the thing, how you communicate and what you do when you're working. Those are the soft skills that I think are more important than the technical skills. People call them soft skills. We like to refer to them as non-technical skills. Interesting. So we've talked about finding skills by talking to former co-workers, family, or right. friends. Right. We talked about going to websites. You mentioned the Strong Campbell Interest Inventory right. and Career One Stop, and I think something called OneNet. Yeah. Yeah, that's one called Onet Online is actually what it is. Onet, Onet Online. Online, yeah. And then is there an, any other way to come up with a list of skills? Yeah. I'd like to use the success story or some really good accomplishment and then choose three skills that helped you get that success. So you're, you have a story yeah. and then you analyze the story for what you did that caused you to be successful in that story. Right. Okay. Let me give you an example. Sure. Okay. So I was a middle school math teacher. And, you know, you get a book and you teach the book. One of the successes I had is called a curriculum map. I created my own map. In a sense, there wasn't a book. And I went from being a math teacher to a counselor. When I finally got the job as a math teacher, it's like, okay, I've got all this knowledge about math. But I was also teaching theater to high school students. And they kept asking me questions like, what do you think? And I realized I better know what to say to them. So that's when I got my master's in guidance and counseling. When the job opened up at the middle school, I took it. And the person before me had been teaching. So I needed to create a map to go from first part of the school year to the last part of the school year. And I created a curriculum map based on what I knew these middle school students were going through. It's tough for teens. So a curriculum map is like making lesson plans? A 30, mm -hmm. And you made a whole year of lesson plans, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, teenagers are difficult. It's a really tough time for them. You know, and uh, as a, an adult or as a teacher or as a counselor, you know, or a parent, it's like one of the hardest things to do is to help them. You know, they say that dealing with teenagers is like trying to nail jello to a tree. Very difficult, very hard. So some of the things that I came up with were directly related to what they were going through. Now, needing that map, getting from A to Z, let's say, you got to kind of know where you're going. So I used a lot of skills that I had, and then they came out in creating that map. And the three most important skills was research, organization, and flexibility. So you used research to develop this? So again, this was a, a curriculum map. map. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you had to research the information. I guess you'll explain me a little bit what, that, what research was involved. Mm -hmm. You had to use flexibility in case you discovered that you can't cover the topic in the amount of time or for right. some reason. Okay, you'll explain that. And yeah. what was the third thing again? Organization. Organization, sure. Because the whole idea of a map is 
that you're organizing what you're talking about. Right. So the research I did was to find out a lot of information about the topics that I thought were important. And again, utilizing the, the experience that I had, some of the information came off the internet, but I looked up as much as I could about each specific topic so mm. that when it was time to produce the class, I was prepared. So you did most of your research by using the internet sources? Some of it was internet, you know. At some points, I had already had a lot of information, but utilizing the internet, I could find out a lot more. And then I had to synthesize it down. And that's where, again, uh, the research and the organization came in really, really handy. And that's something that I found a lot of success with as the year progressed. And it sounds like you also did some synthesizing information and taking raw data and turning it into something that you could use in the classroom. Exactly. You know, for example, there was a, a subject that I used on television, and there was a ton of research that showed how, you know, people who watched a lot of television became more violent. So I didn't use all of the data. I used some of it. But again, the research was there. I synthesized it down and presented it as a class. Mm -hmm. Okay. Would you like to, for me to give you an example of a success story? Yeah, I just wanted to touch base finally on the uh, flexibility. There was one extra, extra oh, okay. skill. Yeah, the flexibility came in handy because I remember one time I was doing the class, first period, and it bombed. It just didn't go where I wanted it to go. So second class comes in and I'm like, okay, throw that one out. Here's another one. And it really was important to be able to be flexible. Again, I didn't have a book. I created the entire map. So that was another important thing, that flexibility. And being the counselor, every once in a while, a kid was having problems. So who are they going to talk to? Well, we can talk to that teacher or we can talk to, hey, wait, we got a counselor here. So being flexible, that was a strength. So that's one of the things that I used, which helped make me feel like creating that curriculum map was successful. So those are the three skills that I got from that. So let me have an example of something that you have done in your career that you thought was really successful. My latest project is being a three-hour startup consultant. I had to be able to figure out how am I going to market this. Mm -hmm. I had to totally redo my uh -huh. LinkedIn profile. I had to create a website for that. Uh -huh. And then I got my first client. They saw my profile and they said, this exactly matches what I'm looking for. And I was able to work with the client and help her take her many, many ideas that she had that she wanted to do to create a business and try to wean it down to what actually is practical and possible for her to do. Mm -hmm. So that, that I found was an example of a success story, actually creating the marketing in order to be able to find a client. Well, right there, you've given a bunch of different skills, but the three that I think are the best is that marketing, is that helping the client. So there's that social interaction that we were talking about. And then you had to pivot. You were accepting your change and you were willing to let go of what you were doing and you came up with this new idea. I'm going to help other people in a little bit of time, three hours. 
So you have to budget your time. So that's important. You created this website and you actually had to do some marketing. So those are some of the important skills based on your success story. And again, you're on your way, you're following your dream and you're helping other people reach their dream. Very good, very good, Israel. Thank you. So today we discussed how important it is to have a list of skills. You talked about three different ways to, that we can, can create such a list, either by asking people who can be honest enough to tell you what you're good at. We talked about taking an online skills assessment and the links to those online skills assessments will be in the show notes. And coming up with success stories and then analyzing them for skills. And did I cover everything, Carrie? Right. You did very well. And one thing that just came to me was if you're talking to somebody to get some skills and they were part of that success, that will help cue them and remember, oh yeah, I remember when you did this. Because every once in a while, that's what's going to be important. The people that you've worked with who can identify your strengths. Great. So in, in the next episode, I think we're going to talk about prioritizing this list of skills and how to use the list to find your next position. Sure. Yeah. Three or four. And again, you got to be honest with yourself because then you'll feel better about using those skills to find your next job. Thank you. So remember to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. That's the Ultimate Career Coach Podcast, where each week we offer coaching tips to move, move you forward on your path to employment. Until next time, this is Carrie, And this is Israel. We wish you the best of success. Have a good time and good luck finding that job.